When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own leave the kids with grandma trip to Texas. So go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey there, welcome to another episode of She. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the party. We have a lot of fun here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if it is not your first time tuning in, make sure you also hit that subscribe button if you have not. And welcome back. I hope this episode is inspiring for you and also challenging for you in some ways. Um, I'm talking with Tori Bolt. Tori and her husband, Seth Bolt, who is the bass player for a band called Need to Breathe. They own Bolt Farm Treehouse, where they rent out luxury treehouses in South Carolina. And today I I just really have heart to heart, if you will, with Tori when it comes to, um, you know, it sounds really cool to say I, I, you know, own a luxury treehouse business, but I wanted to ask her about the beginnings of that story and the journey to taking this vision that they had and bringing it to life and roadblocks that they face and advice that she would give. If you feel like you have a big, wild, extravagant dream that seems maybe even a little unrealistic or a little crazy to think about you actually stepping into Tori 100% understands what that's like. She faced resistance. She had people tell her that ideas they had were completely impossible and so much more. And she's going to share some, some of those stories with us and, and some of her best advice and lessons learned through this process. And, you know, I, I don't know what your dream is in life. I don't know if you even really know your dream. Sometimes we think we have ideas and then we get confused by them and wonder, is this even my dream? But I bet if you dig deep, you, there's probably a little vision that's been maybe nudging at your heart. And I just hope that this conversation will maybe reignite or fan the flame of what may be sitting there or that may have gone dormant or that you may have um, put on the back burner because of life and, you know, realistic obligations getting in the way. I just hope this dares you to dream again. And I hope that this dares you to imagine and um believe in the possibilities. I know after a year, like many of us have lived, at least um, given the time that this is airing and that we're recording it, we're at the end of 2020. And pretty much I think 2020 is going to be one of those markers in many of our lives as a year where nothing went according to plan or very few things went according to plan or things royally sucked. And I think what can be hard is when we encounter seasons of life like that, when we encounter disappointment after disappointment, shattered dream or broken plan after broken plan, it can feel a little bit frustrating and even hopeless. And it can begin to make us question the possibilities. We can forget to imagine, to dream, to, you know, hold on to our visions and to keep pursuing them even when we face setback after setback. And so I hope this story kind of reignites something in you. I hope it sparks something in you and makes you kind of go back to even childhood and dream of what's possible and not only see the world as a cold, hard, cruel place, but also a place of opportunity, a place where visions can come to life and things 
are possible for you, even if it's been a challenge in more recent months or years. And so anyways, this conversation is very life-giving. I hope that it blesses you. All right, let's dive into this episode with Tori Bolt. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Tori, welcome to She. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so thrilled to have this conversation and get to share your story. I think it's going to serve as a a lot of inspiration for listeners who may have some big dreams of their own. And so before we even dig too far into what you're doing now and what that looks like, I would love if you can share a little bit of your background, specifically, you know, what led you to start your own treehouse business. And I want to get into why treehouses and all the things in a little bit, but just can you share a little bit of your background? Were you raised in an entrepreneurial family? Is this something you always wanted to do? Share a little behind the scenes with us. Yeah, I was not raised into an entrepreneurial family. Um, I actually, I married into one. Um, but I have incredible parents who always taught me to dream big and, you know, the sky is the limit. And they really, my parents always encouraged that. I mean, even at a, at a young age with, you know, babysitting and little things that I wanted to start. But no, I, I never thought that I would end up on this journey. Never saw tree houses in my future. I, I grew up in Southern California, actually, and I was studying broadcast journalism. And it was my dream to be like the next Juliana Ranzik to be on like E! News. You know, that was just the dream. And it's interesting how over time that dream pivoted as I started getting more experience working at different news stations and media outlets. I ended up working in like local news. And so I found myself working in Houston and I just really loved being able to hear and tell people stories and to be the positive news in the midst of all the yuck, you know, um, really highlighting that. And um, I, I just thought that that was my future. And then flash forward, I actually met Seth, my husband, through working in news. Like I interviewed the band, which is just kind of funny and ironic. No, but... that's right. I was curious how you met. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we met. And then, you know, flash forward, it was actually on our honeymoon that we were really thinking and dreaming about our future and what made sense to us. And at that time, we already had the one treehouse and I can share more, but he built a treehouse with his dad for our wedding day. So we, yeah, we got married there. We honeymooned there and it was so special. And that was, it was, yeah, at that time that we realized that Doing that, building nature retreats and places for people to come and stay just checked so many boxes for what we want our lives to look like. And it was at that point that we're like, all right, let's lean into this. So it was only a few months later that I I left my job at NBC in Charleston and started a land search uh, for property and and haven't looked back. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I was actually going to ask next, like why the tree houses, but it sounds like, was that something that Seth always loved or how did the vision, I mean, obviously there's a special personal meaning for with that, you know, for you now, but I'm curious, is it something that you'd always envision like having a treehouse wedding or what was the inspiration for that? I'm actually really curious how even before the inspiration for starting it as a small business was an inspiration for a wedding. Yeah. So it really, it started with Seth. I got to give him the credit for that because he had already conceptualized the idea 
like before we met. And he always wanted a treehouse as a, as a kid growing up and was never able to. So that was like something that he had always wanted. But then, you know, what we both realized is that treehouses, we feel, are the closest thing we have to time capsules. You know, they kind of just transport you away. And, and our treehouses, especially the way we decorate them and fill them with antiques, they're really timeless. And so you're kind of like removed from everyday life. And it also has like a really magical way of pulling out your inner child. You know, like when else do you have like a ladder and a trap door or like a hanging bed and like things like that. And so I feel like the treehouse itself embodies just a lot, a lot of what we tried to deliver in an experience. But what's interesting is we've actually just recently pivoted. We're still going to keep building treehouses, but we're also introducing a new structure. These geodesic domes are really cool. I got to show you. Yeah. I'm like, wait, send me pics. I want to see. I know. It's like the same. It's crazy. It's like we get to deliver the same treehouse experience people love, but we basically spent most of 2020 thinking and planning. And, you know, we, we really talked to our, our customers, our guests, and even like our followers, you know, we try to be really engaged on social media and like, listen to what they want. And, our, our luxury treehouses have been at a price point that is hard for a lot of people to make work and more than ever now. And so we're like, how do we fix this? And so basically the geodesic domes are a way that we can do that. We can lower the price pretty dramatically and build them a lot cheaper. And so we're really excited that more people will be able to experience it. That's awesome. You guys get excited. That's so cool. I can't wait to see it. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. I would love to hear because, you know, to say you're going to start building a treehouse business may strike some people as sounding a little bit crazy. Like, wait, you're going to do what? So I'm curious if you experienced any negative feedback from people who were, you know, maybe skeptical of that path or maybe discouraged you from following that path. Did you run into any of that or did you feel like you had full support the, the entire journey? Oh, no, we definitely had that. I mean, we had an incredible support from our close circle and community, but I feel like pushback is just, it kind of par for the course when you're dreaming big or coming up with something outside of the box. And so um, we we were really fortunate. A lot of people who heard the idea, they're really enamored by it. And I think people get it. They're like, yeah, there is a need for that, you know, but we had our skeptics, if you will, like with builders and the people who are going to, you know, be part of the process. We, I can't tell you how many times we heard that's impossible or that's never been done, you know, or you want to what? <laughs> and we had to really make people see the vision because a lot of people don't. And that's why I think it's so important, you know, for your listeners, if, if they have an idea in their heart and they really believe in it, like you have to champion that vision because there will always be skeptics. So true. I was going to ask you, do you have any advice for even distinguishing between what is solid advice or like, you know, because when you hear from a professional or someone who seems to know what they're doing, um, that that's impossible or that's just never going to happen or, you know, there's not a chance, right? How do you, how did you know whether or not to distinguish like, okay, are these people who just can't see the vision or is this, you know, truly solid advice? And was there ever a time where you realized like, okay, maybe we have to compromise on this thought that we had or this specific, you know, detail we wanted to make it work. How did you distinguish between what was solid advice and what was maybe just people who couldn't see the vision? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And it's it's a hard thing to do to really be able to differentiate. And I think my advice would be consider the source, you know, just first like vet this person. Like, do they know you and love you? Like, are they for you, you know? And and do they get your vision? 
Um, because if they do and they're pushing back on something you're saying, then you should lean in and really listen to that because it's so important to have people who have different perspectives and can share advice, even if it's the thing that you don't want to hear. But I would just consider the source to be to make sure that it's coming from a good place and that they know they know the vision and they're open to to thinking outside the box. That is a really good piece of advice. That simple. Consider the source truly because, (laughs) you know, I mean, I have someone on my team where one of her main jobs is to poke holes, poke holes in my ideas, because sometimes as visionaries with big dreams, we can get so excited about a vision and a dream. And we certainly need the support and the, you know, those who can catch the vision with us. But it can also be really helpful to invite those voices in that know the vision and know you and want you to succeed, right? First and foremost, and then can say, okay, but here's where I could see a red flag. How could we, you know, be prepared for that? Or how could we kind of poke holes in it a little bit so that we're prepared for potential roadblocks we may come up against or can make adjustments so that we can avoid some of these roadblocks that you might not see because you have such a big vision. So really allowing those kind of people into your, I guess, circle of advice while ensuring that, like you said, they're the right source. They have your best interest in mind. They want you to succeed and they understand the vision as a whole is really huge. So I love that. Yeah. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Within the journey itself, I mean, I assume this was probably a long project. Like from the time you had the idea to the time you actually started you know, building to the time that you were able to actually receive and host guests. What was that timeline like? And what did that process look like? I mean, I'm assuming this didn't didn't just happen over the course of two weeks. (laughs) Right. No, didn't pop up overnight. But I will say, I think it, I think we did it a lot faster than most people would expect. But that's not to say that a lot of hard work and sacrifices and blood, sweat and tears goes into it before you see the finished product. So Right now, we actually, for our next property that we're building in in Tennessee, we spent five months just doing due diligence alone. So I know everything about septic systems and trenching lines and like stuff you'd never imagine. But it, it did take five months to meet with the county commissioners and just make sure that like this is the right property and it can support what we want. So that takes time. Once we start building, it's pretty quick. So... I would say like the planning phase takes the longest and that can really vary. But like for our property in Charleston, we built four tree houses in nine months. So it goes up pretty quick. And and this time, you know, we've been sharpening our tools and, and learning how to become more efficient. So we're looking up like four to six months for the, the build time on this next project. That's awesome. But truly, I mean, like you said, the planning phase can be the longest. And I think that, did you ever, I mean, I'm just curious because I've experienced this, the leading up to actually getting to break ground, if you will. I mean, obviously, probably with the treehouse, you don't break ground, but that's the best way I can say it. <laughs> um, but when you kind of break ground on a dream that you have or a vision that you've been planning for, that's like the exciting part and you get to really like start. But I think even before that, I mean, I almost look at, executing a vision as different parts. And there's that initial phase where it's like, I have the vision, I have the idea, we've got it all kind of jotted out on paper or a whiteboard, like we have this idea, and it's super exciting. And then it kind of progresses into this kind of slower, more sluggish, like getting all these details figured out, all the planning. And that's where I think a lot of us can get really stuck. It's like that, that middle ground between big idea and execution. It's like this planning phase and this preparing phase. And that's when a lot of, I think, 
un- unexpected or unforeseen challenges may come up. Like you never know where the septic tank can go or just different things <laughs> that you didn't foresee. And so just to kind of hear like how that actually really is not only in your experience, but I think that can apply to so many different experiences, whether that's planning or preparing by going to school for to be a doctor for eight years or these longer pieces of the, pro- of the process that are hard and kind of feel like you're running a marathon a little bit rather than sprinting to the finish line. It's. I think that's where so many get stuck. And so it's encouraging to just hear your perspective on that. And I would love to know if you, you know, in that phase or from the time of starting out to kind of getting it to where it is now through this process, did you face any challenges or was there a big challenge that stood out to you that you had to figure out how to overcome? And what did that look like? Oh, yeah. Oh, you just said so much gold. I'm like, I just need to sit and process all that. It's so good. <laughs> no, but so true. And yeah, challenges are something that's also par for the course. And we have definitely experienced that. I mean, you know, if you look at our Instagram page, it's like all sunshiny, rosy and tree houses, but like, it is hard. It's, you know, every, every step of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I shared how, how quickly we're able to get these up. But part of the reason is because part of our process is we live in a camper on the property um, while they're being built so that we're sacrificing the comforts of everyday life so that we can be there and move it forward. Um, but you know what, even though that's, it's a sacrifice, it's really fun. Like I love that. I love that part of the process, but we did, I mean, the challenges are just so real and they make you stronger and, and tougher and grittier. And we've, totally experienced that in the last year. I mean, we do vacation rentals, you know, um, these nature retreats on Airbnb and Airbnb, like short-term rentals, that's it. That caused a lot of disruption in an industry. And so with that comes conflict. It's just inevitable. There are people who decide that they just don't like Airbnbs or they don't want them in their neighborhood. And unfortunately we, we built in one of those areas and didn't realize it. So so that's been, you know, that's been really challenging, but you you learn from it and and it's not for nothing if you can learn and apply those lessons. And so that's what we've done on the new property. We're like, all right, how do we like make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes? And, you know, the challenges and obstacles are painful, but if you can really learn from them, like literally at the end of last year, we just made a, a list of like all the lessons that we learned um, from our last project and all the things that we did from the, for the first time. And you look at that and you're like, wow, like we did all that. And I'm going to apply this to my next venture and I'm going to be that much better because of it. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, I was going to ask, I mean, you just said next venture and I was going to ask a little bit about expanding too, because as you walk through challenges and you learn the hard way, it almost like prepares you to kind of take that next step and continue expanding while also probably in some ways, at least from my own experience, it can be like a little bit daunting to feel like, do I want to keep making this bigger and open myself up to more challenges? <laughs> but you know, you have obviously you have quite a few tree houses that you rent out and then you mentioned expanding into this other model. And I'm curious if kind of growing it and expanding it into multiple properties and multiple different types of retreats, um, was that always part of the vision or was that something that you kind of decided later on and into the journey that you wanted to take that next step? Yeah, that's something that kind of evolved. I mean, we knew you know, from the beginning that we wanted to create places where people could come and rest and reconnect. And it's wild. I mean, so much changed in the last year with COVID. People, a lot of people are not flying or not flying as often as they would in the past. And so, you know, our, our dream has kind of evolved too, where right now it's our next 
like our next milestone goal to have a nature retreat in every U.S. time zone so that no matter where you live, we're a decent, you know, within driving distance. But I, I didn't know. We didn't have like a, a specific number in mind or whatnot. We just, it was great. It's been so encouraging though to hear our like guests um, share about their experience and, and testimonials and how much it meant to them and what it did for them. And so we knew like that this is a good thing for people and we want to make it more readily available. So we're embarking on our third property right now. And um, uh, we're actually already looking uh, for land for the next one. <laughs> so That's awesome. So fun. So fun. Okay. So here's a question. I would love to know, you know, I mean, a lot of our listeners are, you know, listening and have their own unique or crazy big dreams that they want to pursue. And I would love if you can share maybe just one piece of advice that you would give them that you wish you had been given when you were first, you know, thinking about starting on this adventure. Mm, Yeah. I would say like, you don't have to spend a dollar to test your idea and to learn what your potential customers want. You, you know, people used to say, if you build it, they will come. And that is so not true. <laughs> you have to, you, you know, find out what they want and then build that and then tell them about it and then they'll come. Um, but the, there's this book called The Lean Startup that really talks about that and just how like you can really vet an idea just by throwing something up on, you know, social media or if you have a website and just engage your people and ask them what they want before you invest all this time and money. Because we do that. We take, you know, we've done like surveys and questionnaires and we're learning that a lot of people want X, Y, and Z. And we didn't build that because we, you know, didn't know at the time. And so I feel like there's so much free learning that you can do before investing That's good. Free learning before investing. So true. (laughs) I think we feel like if I'm going to start in my dream, I have to have X amount of dollars in the bank and I have to have all this experience. And that's what holds us back from starting so much instead of really doing that market research and and leaning in and asking questions and testing ideas before even really implementing them to their fullest. So I love that. That's really solid and wise advice. Okay. Kind of going off of that, from your experience, you know, you said to um, survey your your market and, and things like that. But what would you say are one or two maybe key elements to really starting and actually, like once you've solidified like this is a good idea and this is something I need to do, do you have any anything that you would share as can, that you consider a key element or a key ingredient to starting and running a business that's successful and that really achieves what you're hoping to achieve with it? Yeah, for us, it comes down to people and process you're nothing without a great team. Like, you know, it might be a small team if you're just starting out. Um, but no matter the size, you need people around you who believe in your, your vision and, and want to see it happen, you know? So people, that is like the hugest thing, I think, for us. Um, making sure that we're hiring people who have aligned vision and values because, you know, you can, you can learn and train skills, but character, you can't. So um, getting the right people in place is huge. And then processes. So I feel like, Oftentimes you'll see like an entrepreneur or small business owner and they're running the show. And so like if they're out sick, the doors are closed, you know, and it depends on them. And so we knew from the downbeat that we didn't want that. We want to create a team and create systems that can go on with or without us. I mean, we love being involved and that's what we plan to be. But, you know, if we want to scale this dream, we need to be able to 
be on a construction site in Denver or something, you know, while things are running smoothly at the other places. And so um, we've created processes and systems for everything that we do. I mean, down to like photos and videos so that the show can go on without us. I think that's so huge. And like, I can't stress enough how important systems are because they're not sexy. I mean, no one wants to like, you know, oh, let me whip out a spreadsheet. Like, I mean, I'm a marketer by trade. So is Seth. We love like marketing and PR and that's fun and flashy, but like systems, I feel like are the bones of a business. So <laughs> get them in place. <laughs> that's good. They're the bones of the business. It's so true. It keeps it moving. That's good. Okay, you mentioned people in terms of a team, but I also know that your business revolves around customer service a lot. And so when working on a new treehouse rental or a new project, what questions do you ask yourself and what steps do you try to take to make your customers stay a more memorable experience? Like what kind of shapes that for you? Yeah, ugh, I love that you use the word experience because that's literally what we do. I always say we're, it's Bolt Farm Treehouse is more than just a place to stay. It's like an experience, you know, and our goal is that that experience starts long before you even arrive. I mean, we we give them, uh, we give our guests like messaging and literature that really prepares their mind like for their stay. And because we tell them like, hey, like be prepared to take a digital detox. Like we encourage you to put your phone on airplane mode so you can really just be present um, and enjoy the time with your person or if you're traveling alone, just time in nature. And so we really try to be intentional with that. And it's encouraging to read all the guest reviews talking about like the little thoughtful details or nothing was overlooked because I feel like thoughtfulness is is creativity. And, and that's what we try to do to really like just create an environment where our guests can can thrive and they don't have to go into what we say, quote unquote, like logic land. Once you have to go into logic land, you know, you've kind of you've kind of escaped that restful vacation mindset. So we try to keep you there as much as possible. That's a really good idea. I love that. And I yeah. love that you call it logic land because it's true when your brain has to start thinking about logistics and executing details and everything, it does take that kind of off mode, like the airplane mode on your brain, it kind of turns that off and fires it back right, up. So right. I love that you've thought about that. And from a detail, just from every detail, I mean, and that's so important. And you even, you know, I, I mean, I love that your business personally that has a mission and a purpose behind it in helping people experience rest because that is so needed in our world right now. And you shared mm -hmm. a little bit about that now, but can you even share maybe a little bit about the recipes of rest that you have at your rentals and kind of what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah. So we know that sometimes it's hard for people to really get into vacation mode, right? And so we leave these recipes for rest just as like a way to get you started. If you need a little help or creativity, turning it off. So all of our units have a guest book and we just have the recipes for rest um, on the first page of that. And it's just our little guide to rest. So for example, it might say like sleep in with no alarm clocks then make French press coffee and have breakfast in bed then do like take an outdoor shower on the deck. Like we just kind of give you this like little itinerary to follow. Um, but it's so fun because, you know, you, it's just a guide. You can make it your own. And we've had guests write their own and they share what they've done. And it's just a, a way to help. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's such a great idea. I'm like, why do more places not do that? That's such a simple way to get somebody kind of moved from all the travel and all of that it took to get there into and now I'm here to enjoy and to savor every second. So yeah. 
Because sometimes like vacations have, you know, you go on vacation and you have an itinerary if you have a planner in your group. And then next thing you know, you're like, you know, you have a schedule to keep and alarm clocks and you're late and you're stressed out. And so this is like the slowest pace itinerary of all time. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay. I would love to know, let's wrap it up by, by just, can you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you and your tree houses if they want to check out your business or maybe come and stay some time or just learn more about what it looks like to build a tree, heart, a tree house um, business. I think it's a, such a unique and special thing that you have going on. Thank you. Yeah, we are on Instagram. That's probably the best place to connect. Um, I'm at Tori Bolt on Instagram and our company is at Bolt Farm Treehouse. And then our website is boltfarmtreehouse.com. So that's the best place to go to, to stay in the loop. Oh, awesome. Well, Tori, thanks for sharing your story with us and so much about the, just the heart and the detail that goes into and the thoughtfulness. I love that word that you used. I think that's such an important word to apply to our dreams, whatever they may look like, whether business or otherwise. And I really appreciate that you put that into your work and, and, and everything that you do, both on social media and marketing and also in your customer experience and even just with giving us the time today to learn a little bit from you and about what you do. It's really a huge blessing. And I know thousands of women are about to be so inspired by it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.